So Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're definitely looking at a total party kill. Not necessarily, Lowry. We're trapped on a boat, and if we successfully arrive at our destination, we win and the game is over. But that ending wouldn't be very exciting. Paul, we're all gonna die. I think there could be exciting ways to get off the boat. Off the boat is death. I guess the big problem is that there's nowhere for us to run, so all the boat-related conflict has us trapped. See, if we get into trouble, there's no escape. If the boat sinks, we all go down. Well look, I'm making it up as I go. We'll see how it turns out, but I promise I won't kill you guys while you're still on the boat. But Paul, that still leaves killing us in the water. Well, I can't predict what you're gonna do, Elvis, but I won't kill you in the water right away. I'll give you a chance. I'm trying to think of what your next roadblocks are gonna be here, and I'll try to end the game without the boat sinking. All right, I'm back. What'd your mom want, Mason? I don't know, some kind of affirmation that I exist. And also my dad is selling his lawnmower. Why'd she need you to know that right now? Do you guys want to buy a lawnmower? Does it come with a toothbrush? I don't know, I could throw one in. Is the lawnmower for free? No, my dad wants money for it. Okay, well that's way over my head. Sorry, Mason. It's fine. I'll say I tried. So anyway, you guys are on the lam for a variety of crimes, all starting with the suspected murder of a sex worker as a result of a peanut allergy. You've stowed away on a large flying passenger ship called the Boudica, and you're sleeping underneath a grand piano to avoid being discovered. And good news! My brilliant invention, the tuba snorkel, can be used as a toothbrush. And you guys called it dumb. How's that even work, Elvis? It's the size of a man's torso, isn't it? Well, it's got an attachment and a chain. So it's a toothbrush chained to a bulky thing. Well, people put all kinds of things on pocket knives, and no one says, well, that's just a bottle opener attached to a tiny thing. They recognize that pocket knives are their own invention. Is the production model of a tuba snorkel just going to be a pocket knife, Elvis? No, no, it's going to have way more stuff, and it's going to be a lot bigger than a pocket knife. Like what else? Well, it's got a semi-inflatable pillow for sleeping. It can be used as a cutting board, knife not included. I got a whole presentation. Wait, are we in character now? I don't have a presentation in real life. Okay, well, uh... I feel like all this stuff could just be put into a backpack, Elvis. No, 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 you're overestimating a backpack. For one thing, the tuba snorkel doesn't have straps to make it easier to carry. Exactly! The tuba snorkel is also a piece of exercise equipment that builds core body strength. Okay, so do you guys have anything you wanted to do before the boat lands in a couple of weeks? Not really. We're just laying low. I guess I'll steal from the buffet whenever I have the chance. Yeah, okay, alright. So one of these nights, you guys are sleeping and somebody's on watch. Lowry. I'll do it. No, no, you go to bed on time, Elvis. You stay up every night messing around with your tuba snorkel and it's bad for you. Go to bed. But it's almost perfect. Well, it can be perfect in the morning. Good night. Okay, Lowry. These sleeping arrangements are not amazing, and you do feel tired. It's tough keeping your eyes open. Has anyone walked in here while we're sleeping so far? Not yet. Okay, then I probably gave up on caution, like, days ago. I just go to sleep. So you haven't been keeping watch at all? No, I go straight to sleep and then I wake up with the sunlight, probably before the others do so they don't know I'm not doing my job. Then in that case, you wake up one morning when a guy with more stripes on his shoulders barges in and shouts, What's this? Having a nap? Get back to work! Where are you supposed to be? Oh, uh... I'm with the wait staff? Right, I'm gonna report you. Paul, presumably we're awake now too, right? Yes, the officer goes to the piano. Now clear out, we're having dancing lessons for the children this morning, and we don't want them thinking we're a bunch of filthy drunks. He pulls the cover of the piano away. Surprise! Yeah, surprise! What? What is this? Happy birthday! Birthday? Yes! Happy birthday! How did you know it was my birthday? 
Well, the cook told us. Yeah, and he was saying it would be nice to do something, but everyone's so busy. So instead of using our sleep hours to sleep, we thought we'd do a real short birthday thing. Really? Martin told you I barely know the man. I had no idea he was so sentimental. Oh, yeah. Martin said he really thinks we ought to get more familiar, but he can't suggest that because he doesn't feel comfortable with the... With intimacy. Thanks, Elvis. Like a non-professional intimacy, but not like a romantic intimacy. Oh. Well, that is a shame. I find him rather fetching. He also finds you fetching. Go to him. What? Now? Well, not later, sir. When else will there be a chance? Isn't he cooking breakfast? And I have to prepare the ballroom. We could do it for the sake of love. Well, I just need to put the cover away and do a bit of cleaning. I suppose... Wait, how is this a birthday celebration? Well, we jumped out and we did surprise, and you were surprised. Yes, but what about the celebratory part? Look, I've never done a surprise birthday before, okay? It's really hard. We had to figure out how to surprise you, and where to surprise you, and how to tell you that Martin is in love with you. Wait, in love? But I barely talked to the man. Well, the heart, you know, she does as she pleases. I don't know. I'm starting to think he sounds a little clingy. He's so clingy. No, that's not fair. You shouldn't pass judgment without talking to him. Have you seen the way he hangs on to the lieutenant chef? Martin is totally clingy. You mean the sous chef? Yeah, huge red flag right there. So you don't think I should talk to him? No, sir, don't listen to Elvis. Martin is a great guy. Maybe just feel it out. See how it goes. I actually think Martin and the sous chef are an item. Martin is clingy, but that doesn't mean he can't be a two-timer. You know what, Lowry? That is just baseless speculation, and you should be ashamed. Listen, gentlemen, I think I understand. Now, was there anything more to the celebration, or should we get about our business? Well, we do have a little liquor, if you wanted some. Elvis! It's his birthday! But I'm working. It's your birthday! Besides, none of us are going to tell anyone, right? Do I have to mix the drinks? You're the only one who knows how, Lowry. <sighs> Fine. Start up the blender. Gentlemen, I, I don't know that's a good idea. Just one celebratory shot, and then I think Mason has some bread rolls from the buffet. Those were going to be my breakfast. Now, you know you're not supposed to steal from the buffet. Crew members have their own dining. It was the end of the night. They were due to be thrown out. Oh, so they're stale? I told you this is my first surprise birthday. Why are you being so judgmental? Can you please try to smile? I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. It's my first surprise birthday as well. People just make them sound more fun and planned out than this. We'll see if I throw you another one. Jeez. Here's your drink. You're right. I, I suppose I shouldn't be so harsh. I, I suppose it's nice you went through the trouble. Is there a... is there coconut in this? Did you not see me pull an entire coconut out of my bag, smash it with the tuba snorkel, put the chunks in a blender and mix it all into a drink? What's a tuba snorkel? <clears throat> it's this big stupid thing we have. Gentlemen, I'm... <coughs> I'm deathly allergic to coconut. What? <sighs> he falls over. What? Cousin D drops down and checks the guy. He's not breathing, cuz. Why? He said he's allergic to coconuts. I think it's anaphylactic shock. How are people so bad about managing their allergies? They should have to wear a badge or wear a colored headband or something really obvious. It can't be my fault if they eat food they're not supposed to have. I didn't know coconut allergy was a thing. Well, it is a type of nut. Just because it has got nut in the name does not mean it's the same as peanuts. Guys, his heart is stopped. You're not an expert on allergies, obviously, Mason. I bet you wish you'd studied to be a doctor now. 
But no, you wanted to be an Oricalca miner. It sounded cool at the time. Magic metal mining? How could that possibly suck? I always wanted to be a traveling swordsman, but I'm scared of sharp objects. Okay, yeah, he's, he's definitely dead. You could probably get around that fear by wielding a mace. But other people would have sharp objects. Could someone else be reacting to this? I'm, I'm kind of freaking out here. We're already across the Rubicon, D. I wish you'd stop being so negative and would start coming up with proactive plans. Well, pardon me, but I, I didn't think someone was going to die as a result of us stowing away. He didn't die as a result of us stowing away. He died as a result of us celebrating his birthday. It is a totally different moral. Well, I, I don't think I never killed anyone at no birthday before. Well, it was only a matter of time, D. You remember when you broke Cousin Polina's leg? Dad was a freak pinata accident. People let their guard down during birthdays, D. Birthday deaths happen all around the world every single day. Many of them involve drinking. We're just another statistic, D. So anyway, a bunch of kids are gonna show up soon. That's gonna be interesting. No, no, I won't do this to the kids. We have to confess what happened. It, it's all we can do. No, don't do that. They won't believe us. They'll think we killed him. Yeah, Martin's gonna hold a grudge. He had his eye on this dude. Elvis, that is completely fake. We made it all up. Yeah, but Lowry, my heart's really in the story now, and I want it to be true. We can't just leave a dead body for a bunch of children to find. We'll toss the body overboard. No one will see it. No. No, I'm not going to desecrate the dead. If our granduncle was bad, this would be so much worse. He's not going to haunt us, okay? And if he does, we'll just throw coconuts at his spirit. That'll make him go away. No, Mason, I can't. D makes a run for the door. Tackle him. Okay, and that's a roll, and yeah, you tackle D to the floor. Let me go, Mason! The kids will be here any minute! Lowry! Elvis, toss the body overboard! Paul, check outside. Are there a lot of people? Yeah, there's a fair number of people milling around the deck. It's a little crowded, Mason. Alright, guys. It's time to prop this guy up, put some sunglasses on him, and pretend he's still alive. No, we are not doing that. But it'll be really funny if we pull it off. They'll write cool books about us, Mason. Just wrap him up in the piano cover and toss him. Do it like it's a job you have to do. Mason, this is a desecration of that poor man's body. All right, wrap up the body. Elvis, you take that in. I hate how this is becoming a thing with you. I don't like that this is our bonding time. I hate we have to keep ditching the bodies. Anyway, go to the door, then just forcefully toss that body overboard. No! Lords have mercy on us. I tried. All right, get off D. Look down the deck. Who all saw that? Well, there's a gaggle of children, a few parents, and another deckhand headed towards you. The deckhand jogs up. What was that? Uh, a tuna fish. Big tuna fish. Just jumped up right on the ship. But where in the sky? Oh, right. The boat flies. Have you heard of flying fish? I have, but I've never seen... That was a sailfish. It's a type of tuna that flies at high elevations. They're kind of like the opposite of an albatross, and that if you kill one, it's good luck. So glad we got that sucker. Okay, Look, but... I got a lot of work to do, okay? Martin's running me ragged. Ask him if you have any questions. I run off. I guess I follow. Go back in the ballroom, grab the tuba snorkel, run after everyone. All right, D Chase is behind. Where do you go? I don't know. Anywhere but here. Wander patrols around the cabins like we're supposed to be there. Well, it isn't too many hours before you hear an announcement on the ship's PA. This is Captain Blue Regard, hereby calling all available hands to a meeting in the crew quarters, starting immediately. You guys think that's bad? That's probably bad, right? Well, I guess we ought to go. No, that's stupid. We should make a run for the lifeboats while the captain has all the crew distracted. Does anyone know how to navigate or drive a boat? Okay, see, I didn't think so. 
And if we have to get rescued, I bet they'll telegram the other ships and say their lifeboat was stolen by stowaways. We'd either have to make it or get arrested. Well, we're gonna get arrested anyway if we don't take this opportunity. Alright, look. Let's just go to the meeting. Maybe it's that dead guy's birthday. Or it could be our funeral. To be honest, I'm kinda on the same page as Lowry. I'd be pretty mad if someone killed my crewmate. Well, I'd be pretty mad if someone got poking holes in my plans, D. Alright, we go to the meeting. Okay, you go downstairs and you find yourself in a convenient, wide-open area where the captain can address the crew. <laughs> they just have a big, empty room for people to stand around in. They do in, like, I don't know. Probably they do this kind of thing through a chain of command, but whatever. You, you go in the giant, empty meeting room that all the boats have in this setting. Man, we should have slept in here. They only use this for meetings. No, no. Uh, you thought of that, but they also have crew football games down here, and it's super busy. Terrible hiding space. So it's like a giant rec room? Man, I bet we could have come down here to play if we knew about this. It's the price you pay for the criminal life. No, no good socialization. Anyway, uh, currently there's a bunch of birthday decorations up. Streamers, balloons, that type of thing. See, I told you, we're fine. The captain climbs up to a convenient raised deck to address everyone. He says, Gentlemen, we're gathered here today to celebrate the birthday of the honored officer Archibald. A cheer goes up and the captain holds up his hand. But instead I come with terrible news. Archibald is nowhere to be found. He hasn't been seen since this morning, at which time four men appearing as crew members were seen tossing a man-sized package overboard. When questioned, the men claimed they were doing away with the flying sailfish, a situation we've all seen once or twice if you've been in the open airs for long enough. Except there's one problem. The flying sailfish only appears in the colder northeastern skies, and has never been known to get this far south. Dang. So close to a good alibi, guys. Almost had it. We suspect foul play. Has anyone here seen Archibald? And failing that, has anyone seen anything suspicious? The guy raises his hand. Uh, well, sir, I have been hearing the sounds of a blender coming from the ballroom in the off hours. Ah, Lowry, I told you they'd hear the blender. They probably just thought it was squirrels. At first, I did think it was squirrels, or possibly bilge rats. As rodents go, they are known to be quite clever, but it's possible it was stowaways pretending to be squirrels. All right, uh, Lowry, maybe your plan was correct. I know it was. I'm never wrong. I strongly disagree with that sentiment. However, for now, let's make a run while we can. On your way out, you hear the captain announce, From now on, we're to maintain strict curfews. If you see anyone in your area you don't recognize, report them immediately and apprehend them if possible. Okay, go, 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 go. Where are you going? To a lifeboat. All right, you get to a deck and find a lifeboat. How do you go about making use of it? All right, guys, start untying the boat. Uh, Mason? Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Just untie it. Come on. Paul, I start untying the boat. Well, okay. Paul, I help out. I guess just stand there and wait for this to happen. What are you doing? Elvis, help us out! I'll get the next one. What do you mean, next one? This is our exit boat. You finish untying the boat, it falls away into the sky, tumbling end over end in the open air. Oh, right! Yes, it's a flying boat. Okay, uh, D, hop inside the next one and then turn the engine on. We'll get it ready for takeoff. Are you sure, cuz? Can I get the engine on and then you start to untie it? Stop! Poking holes in my plans. All right. He hops in the next lifeboat. Okay, everyone start untying. I got it this time. A crewmate runs out on deck. I just saw a boat go over. What happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, it seems like one of the boats was loose. So I'm checking this one to see if the ropes are tight. Oh, shoot. Okay, Paul, start tying the ropes back. Yeah, yeah, it looks like this one is loose, too. Good thing we were here. Keep untying on my end. Did you see what happened? Yeah. I just told you, the boat fell. Okay, my end's retied. I go to retie Lowry's ropes. I go to untie Elvis's ropes. I mean, did you see how the boat fell? Yes. Obviously. 
gravity pulled it down. <laughs> All right, Lowry can untie faster than you can tie, Elvis, and the lifeboat begins slipping. Inside, you hear D. Uh, Mason? Oh no, this boat is falling too. I better get on board and fly it back to the ship. Paul, I hop on the lifeboat. Come on, guys. Board the ship. Throw the tuba snorkel ahead and leap on in. You guys, I don't know how to turn this engine on. You what? You had one job. You don't do anything, D. The boat slips away. Oh, God. So we're just free falling? Down you go. Ah! Oh, my God, D, you failed us. Why did I trust you? Elvis wouldn't have messed up like this. All right. The engine can still be turned on. There's a series of runes that need to be properly aligned, but it does take a little technical know-how which you lack. All three, if you like, can claw your way to the engine and attempt to align the rings, but it's going to take a slightly higher than average roll. Okay, here goes. That's not good. You're going the wrong way. Here, let me do it. Ah, that's not good. No, you had it lined up perfect a second ago. Oh, wait, no, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, you all failed. Uh, Well, it's a two-minute drop. Try again. Okay, stand back. No, I think I just tried this configuration before. You did. That's how D had it, and it was wrong then. Well, that's that's how I had it last time. Ah, oh, shoot. Okay. Let's set everything to zero a position and start over again. You guys got it all messed up. Man, six failed rolls in a row. There's still time. Three more rolls. Maybe try bowling the dice for those high numbers. All right, here it goes. Uh... Uh, all right, let's try every possible combination starting with one, 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 one. Obviously, that's dumb. You're, you're supposed to line up the shapes. The square goes next to the triangle to make a little house, and then you put the circle here, and it's the sun. No, you're both wrong. Because nobody lives in a house in the sky, so that can't be how they designed it. Let's put it all back to zero and start again. Okay, wow, that is nine dice failures in a row. This campaign is cursed. Does anyone have any good last-minute ideas? I deploy the tuba snorkel! You deploy the tuba snorkel! So are we dead or what? Nah, I know where to go from here. Buckle up, guys. 